Welcome, you're listening to the Reimagined Social Media Podcast. If you see the importance and power of social media but aren't comfortable creating content that just adds to the noise, this show is for you. It's time to stop thinking of social media as a necessary evil or something you dread and to start embracing it as a powerful tool to build a more human world. I'm your host, Katie Hinder, a former blogger and Instagram influencer turned business owner. My company, Rosebud Social, helps mission-minded brands navigate the world of online communications in an intentional, heart-centered way. And I want to help you to do the same. So friend, grab a cup of coffee, or if you're like me, a craft beer, and let's talk all things social media. This week, we are continuing our conversation that started last week when we were talking about, do you need to be on all the platforms, right? Do you need to be everywhere for your business? And if you listen to last week, my simple answer was no. In a nutshell, that's the clip notes. You don't need to go listen if you haven't. Um, Although it's a brief episode, so if you want to go back and learn more about why I say no and the reasons I say that, great, do that. Um, and as a refresher, one of the things that brought this to my attention that people feel like they need to be on all the platforms is a recent discovery call I was on with a potential client and they were talking about kind of their eight different online social media or their kind of online communication avenues that they're on, six social media platforms, a blog and a newsletter. And I was like, this is too much. But they were asking what more could they be on? Um, And I have to say that my response to him when he asked that was like, you don't need to be on more, you need to be on less. And, um, you know, that is kind of shocking for people to hear because they're like, well, no, no, like more and more and more is better. But really more isn't better. Let's find out which platforms you should be on. So if we're not supposed to be on every platform, which ones should we be on? To me, it comes down to this. You want to pick the social media outlets that offer two things, your target audience and a place to showcase your unique offerings, right? Or your unique business. And for each person, each business, each business owner, this is going to be different. And you need to know this really well in order to figure out where you need to be. So, you know, when I bring on a new client to Rosebud Social, these are two of the things that we look at kind of immediately to determine the best places for them to be on, right? Their target audience, who are they really trying to reach and helping them really niche down too, right? Often when I start working with um, a business, especially a small business or a new business, they have a target audience that's like women, Okay, but that, that's not a target audience. That's half the population, right? We need to get really, really specific with our target audience so that we know where they're hanging out online so that we can then find them, relate with them, engage with them, and help them understand how our product, our company, our service, whatever it is, helps fill a void that they have or a need that they have in their lives, right? So really knowing your target audience is the first step to picking the social media outlets that you should be on. And then the second is... And this part you know better actually than the first is, you know, what your unique offerings are. What is the thing that you have? How do you showcase that? And which platforms are going to allow you to showcase what you do to the best of your abilities, right? So I have a variety of different clients that have a lot of different offerings, right? And some of them have much more visually appealing offerings. So we focus a lot more on those platforms. Some don't have any like physical entity to offer. And so that makes things a lot more tricky when you're on certain platforms, right? And when you want to be there. So you want to kind of find that unique kind of marriage of your target audience and the place that will showcase your unique offerings to the best of, of your ability, to the best of their ability. So, um, 
let me give you a little bit of an idea of some of the major social media platforms that are out there today, especially the major ones that are kind of popular that most people are on or think they should be on and give you kind of a breakdown of the demographics. Now, these are based on um, a study that came out from the Pew Research Foundation. So they have an entire thing on uh, social media that they put out uh, in the last year or two. Uh, the Pew Research Center. Uh, so I will share the link to that in the show notes. Um, and so if you're a stat nerd and you love to kind of dig into that, I am not a stat nerd except when it comes to social media stuff. And then I totally geek out on all of that kind of stuff. So these numbers come from the Pew Research Center. So Instagram, if you're thinking, okay, I want to be on Instagram, we know that Instagram has slightly more men, sorry, slightly more women than men. Instagram, slightly more women than men more of their people are under the age of 40. And we know from just using it or seeing it that Instagram prioritizes photos and videos over just text, right? So the photo or the video is the main feature and then your caption is kind of secondary to that. And most of it is hidden when you use Instagram, right? Most of your caption is not seen unless people tap for more. So they are not prioritizing the text, the caption itself, but they really prioritize that visual element. That's Instagram. Now, Facebook, on the other hand, is mostly women, whereas Instagram is just slightly more women than men, but Facebook is mostly women. They are mostly women over the age of 40. And we know that Facebook allows for text, it allows for photos, videos, some combination of the three. You can just write out stuff and just share text. You could just share photos. You could just share videos. You could share combinations. You could literally in the same post share photos, videos, and text with links, whatever you want, right? So there's a wide variety of things that you can do with Facebook. We have to remember too that the sizing is a little bit different, right? They favor a more horizontal imagery, a more horizontal video, whereas Instagram favors a more vertical video, more vertical photos or square photos. Now, Twitter, what about that? There are slightly more men on Twitter than there are women. I was surprised by this, but the average demographic is actually under the age of 40. Um, so more people are under the age of 40 than over the age of 40 on Twitter. And we know that it prioritizes text, although it does now allow for imagery. You can use links that are live hyperlinks and are live as opposed to like Instagram where you can't do that through the posts. So Twitter does allow that, but it's still a very kind of text heavy platform. Now, Pinterest, I'm sure you could guess that Pinterest is predominantly women. Interestingly, women of all ages, there is no set age group that seems to dominate the Pinterest field, which I find to be very intriguing. Um, and it is a photo heavy platform. So if you are a business, for instance, that really targets men, Pinterest is probably not the platform you should be on at all, right? Because it is really not the place where men hang out. Um, LinkedIn, there are slightly more men than women. They hit all ages, but this is something that I found interesting. Most, the majority of users on LinkedIn make more than $75,000 a year. So again, this is good to know, right? If your target audience is college students, is high school students, is young professionals, right? Your people aren't probably going to be on LinkedIn because you there's this salary barrier of most of them are making $75,000 a year or more um, as opposed to the other um, platforms which don't have that kind of barrier to entry. 
And we know LinkedIn kind of prioritizes text and link sharing, kind of sharing information, sharing thought pieces, right? That's really what it's all about is not a very photo heavy or not even really a video heavy um, platform. It is about the text and the links. It's about kind of sharing resources and connecting much more than it is about presenting anything super visually compelling. Snapchat, slightly more women than men under the age of 30. We know that it's a photo only um, platform, although you can um, in Snapchat, you can send, you know, like messages through kind of the messaging app, but it's really not a messaging service more it's a photo sharing service uh, youtube slightly more men than women again all ages interestingly all demographics um including um education levels including income levels all of that which i found to be very interesting with youtube but it makes sense youtube is probably one of those kind of classic things that anybody can go to right my dad can go there and watch his video on some historic thing that he really likes my mom can go and learn how to crochet baby blankets and I can go and, you know, watch hair tutorials or learn about the latest Canva hack. All of that can be done on YouTube. So it makes sense that it's kind of something that is all ages, all demographics hanging out there. And then TikTok is more women than men, mostly under the age of 30. And we know that this is kind of heavy video content. Um, who knows what's going to happen with TikTok and the weeks and months to come, but I think it's worth noting that that's kind of how it is. So again, if you're a stat nerd and you really like this, the Pew Research Center, I'll link to it in the bio. So you know, now that you have this general idea of like, these are the, these are the most common platforms I would say out there today. Um, and so now that you know that, you kind of have this general idea of the demographics of kind of what they, they focus on. Now is the time to kind of look at your people and be like, okay, where do my people live? Right. And kind of like, nail it down that way and then further nail it down to be like, okay, and then what, what does my business provide? What kind of content can we create that works well with where my people are? Okay. So if you don't create any video content, if it doesn't really work with your business, if it doesn't really work with your brand, then YouTube is not the place for you to be. You literally can't be, or it's going to be very difficult for you to create videos that are going to be compelling, even if your people are there, since it's an all ages, all demographics platform, because you're not, you don't have the content to be sharing there, right? So that's why it's this interesting mix of both where your people are and the type of content that you can create based on what you provide, the service, the product, um, the event, whatever it happens to be. So let's give a couple examples to help you kind of think through this a little bit. So let's say you run, um, let's go back to the art studio idea that I, that I brought up in the last episode, right? So like, let's say you own an art studio with classes that are offered mostly during the work day. Okay. You don't really offer weekend classes. You don't really offer that many night classes. You're really focused on those work day, you know, midday, 11 AM art classes that you could take. So you're, Clients are probably mostly stay-at-home moms, stay-at-home dads, or retirees, right? People who can drop the kids off at school and then come and take a really quick art class, right? Or have the babysitter or the nanny watch the kid for an hour while they can go. Or retirees, people who are no longer working and have a little bit of leisure time, have a little bit of free time, and maybe are picking up a new hobby. So if that's the case, right, and you're looking like moms... Current moms today are mostly millennials. Current dads today are mostly millennials. So Instagram is the key for them because that's mostly the platform that they're on. 
Um, plus that works well because you have beautiful art to showcase, right? If you're an art studio, you're showing off what they can create, whether you're blowing glass or clay sculpting or watercoloring. And so you have beautiful things, beautiful imagery to share. So Instagram would be a really great place for you. If you're also then trying to appeal to that older set of clientele, that retiree, they're not really on Instagram that much, but they are on Facebook. And so maybe you being on both of those platforms, Instagram and Facebook, kind of sharing those visual components of the business that you create for those workday art classes, those are the places that you want to be. Now, let's say you own an art studio, but you only offer online tutorials. Okay, so you kind of have like a in your, you know, spare bedroom, home office, you have like an art studio of your own and you do online tutorials. You teach people how to watercolor. Can you tell this is my new hobby? So you teach people how to watercolor or whatever it happens to be. Your content and your people are probably best fit for Pinterest and YouTube. Why? Because you're already doing those online tutorials. You're already doing those online videos. So YouTube is the perfect place for you. You know, all ages, all demographics are there. So that's great. People are going to want that. And then Pinterest, because Pinterest is an easy place to put beautiful imagery that attracts people who are looking for the kind of thing that you're offering, right? They're at home and they want to learn how to whatever crochet. Great. So that's kind of where you want to be. Whereas Twitter or LinkedIn is probably not your ideal place because of the fact that you offer these online tutorials for people to take. Um, and these are hobbyists. These are people who want to do it when they have a free moment and they want to like just log in and do that. So, you know, that would be really good for you. Let's say on the other hand, you own a business where you provide kind of coaching services to driven professionals who are looking to kind of advance their corporate career. Okay. For you, if you're looking, if you have coaching services for driven professionals, chances are they're making over $75,000 a year. So you probably want to be on LinkedIn, right? You want to really hit those people where they're at. Probably Twitter would be another good place too, right? Because you're going to provide little nuggets of useful information. These people are busy. They need their stuff really quickly. They need their information fast. They're probably not spending a lot of time scrolling on Instagram or digging around on Pinterest. They're not really there. That's not really where they're going to be focusing, but your people are going to be on LinkedIn and Twitter a lot more. And so those are the niches that you want to have. And that's where you want to kind of create your network and kind of establish your voice. So this is just a couple quick random ideas for you, but I want you now to take a moment and do a little inventory of the platforms that you're currently on. Hopefully you did that after the last episode, but then think too, like, are they serving your business in the best, most effective way possible, right? Are you talking to your audience or are you talking to an audience that isn't yours? And if that is the truth, if you're talking to an audience that isn't yours, if you're that online art studio that has those tutorials that people can watch and you're on Twitter, well, maybe it's time to get off Twitter and get on Pinterest, right? Maybe it's time to pivot a little bit or to think a little bit more strategically about the platforms that you're on. And I know that can sound really scary because you're like, oh my gosh, start a new platform. Like what? Start from zero again, zero followers, zero, zero interest. Yes, that is scary. But at the same time, it's a killer business move because that's where your people are going to be, right? So I will say if you have looked at this list, if you looked at your audience, if you've made a list and you're of like kind of right fit platforms for you and you're still at a point in your business where you're like, this is too much. 
Like it's too many platforms, even for me, right? You've even tailored it down and maybe you've tailored it to four, right? You, you've honed it down to four different platforms or five different platforms. And you're like, this is, this feels like too much, right? This is daunting. I have to say this might be an unpopular opinion, but don't be on all of them. Pick the two or three platforms from that list that you actually love and pour yourself into that, right? Ditch the rest, at least for now. It's better to be killing it on a few choice platforms where your people are, right? That showcase your business that you love than stretching yourself thin and dreading every interaction, dreading every time you need to create content. You're going to create much better content if you're enjoying what you're doing, if you're logging on and like, oh yeah, I love being on here. So I'll give you a personal example, right? At the moment, Rosebud Social, we are in this huge growth stage right now. And I do not have time to be on all the platforms that I would like to be on. I do not have time to be on all the platforms where my audience is. So Right now, we are only on Instagram and Facebook for my business. We do the podcast and the kind of related blog, but that's it, right? We really hone in on Instagram, Facebook, and the podcast blog, and that's it. Eventually, I want to be on and kind of lean into LinkedIn to kind of grow the public speaking side of my business, um, but we're not there right now, right? We're not, we're not there. We're not even able to really post consistently on Instagram and Facebook because we are so focused on providing the highest quality creative content for our clients and the growth has been massive this last year that we're spreading ourselves thin and some things have to go so if that's the case for you too i don't want you to think like oh but like okay there were four platforms that i need to be on i need to be on all of them no choose a couple of your platforms choose two choose three and really lean into those i hope this helps next week we're going to talk about after you've chosen the platforms that you need to be on for your audience and for your business how do you go about posting to these platforms? Can you post the same thing to all the platforms? Do you need to create totally different content? How do you go about all of that? We're going to talk about that next week. So stay tuned for that. I hope this was helpful. Uh, shoot me a DM, shoot me an email and let me know if you have further questions. If you need more clarification, I am happy to help. Um, and if you have a topic for a future episode, let me know that too, because I want to make sure that this is really helping you and your business grow on social media. All right. Until next time. See you guys later.